It's time to soothe, groove, and move those hidden innuendos. Hello, and welcome to the program. Well, first off, I want to I want to toast to you Aww. for coming on this early. I wrote something down for you. Okay, so it's a little cheesy, but I lo- here it goes. Okay. okay, so here's to you, sweet Eden, and to finding that man. And may he be British, so that way you can cherish him while watching Masterpiece Theater, talking on the phone, and making you laugh so hard that you fart. Here's <laughs> thank you. Here's to you, your mom, and the dishes. Oh my god, the dishes! Thank you. <laughs> Cheers and good morning. Cheers and good morning. So, but I know we're talking about the toxic versus Mm -hmm. non-toxic, but I actually had yesterday, as a matter of fact, I had this girl, she wanted to message me and say, I want to come on your podcast because I just got out of a really bad divorce. And then later on, she sent me another message saying, "Um, if you decide to wipe out my accounts, my wasp band beat you to it. Yes, I did say Waspband. And I was like, wow. So apparently Waspband is like someone who is divorced, like a former ex-husband or ex-boyfriend. But apparently her ex-husband is monitoring her phone. Oh. I'm like, dude, what What the fuck? Like, why That's the hell? Crazy. Well, one, yeah, why would he even be in your in your phone? And then secondly, what's any of his business? Like, that's pretty toxic, right? That's very toxic. That's a toxic relationship. Well, I would say that's abusive. (laughs) I mean, toxic and abusive, but I'd say that's definitely abusive. Um, I can't even imagine having someone do that to me, like be that intrusive. I think in relationships, I've always, like, I've never been the type of person that would like look at your phone or open your mail or, you know, definitely give privacy everybody deserves to be their own person yeah because there's a level of trust right Mm -hmm. like if you and i were together i trust you with whatever you do because we have an established relationship we've created something to where we both have agreed that i will never cheat on you Mm -hmm. you will never cheat on me if there's some type of hint to where you want to go for it but please tell me before that Tell me it's not working. I I met someone else and move on. Yeah. But don't hide. Don't play these stupid games. And I don't know. Do you ever notice that too with with people that you date or anyone when you go out is when people flip their phone so that way they, you don't see the screen. Mm-hmm. Do you find that as a level of, oh, they're just being nice because the screen's so bright and we're outside? Or do you really think there's something hidden to where they just don't want you to see what's happening behind closed doors. Um, It does set off like a little bit of a, a red flag when that happens, because if you, if you're trying to be respectful of the time that we're spending together, just put your phone away. Like don't flip it over. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have it out. Um, But if that's, if that's the reason, but I always feel like if it's up and then they start getting notifications and then they flip it over, it's like, well, who's messaging you? (laughs) That's when my friends and I always uh, laugh and are like, is there someone out there that thinks that they're your girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) That's really the question. Not, are you dating someone? Is there someone that thinks that you are? Probably multiple. Probably multiple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I remember when I was dating my ex-girlfriend, I would see that all the time. Whenever I would come and sit down with her by the couch, she would flip it over. I'm like, what What? what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know? So I that's always been a like, mystery. Yeah. I don't need to have access and go into it and look at it. Like, I don't need to do that, but I don't want to feel like things are being hid- hidden from me. But you said it. Like, when I think about, um, you know, my ex-boyfriend when that all ended, I remember saying, like, if you wanted to sleep with other people, you should have just told me. Like, if you wanted to go and do all these things, just communicate it so that 
just let me make the, my decisions, you know, like when things are hidden from you and then you have to deal with the aftermath, it's like, well, if I would have known, I could have just, if you had communicated, I would have made my decision, like, you know, what was okay for me and what wasn't. I'm yeah. pretty sure that it would not have been okay, but I'm just saying like, I would have wanted to know. <laughs> so, Well, don't you think that like sex, especially sex is coachable because I want to make sure that I'm getting you off correctly and vice versa. Because if I'm not doing it right, then obviously there's something wrong. So tell me how to make it better. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of guys are too like, oh, too macho for that. No, no, no. Let me just stick it in there and just, you know, thrust you real hard. Buddy, that's not how that works, you know? Yeah, it is coachable. <laughs> um, definitely coachable. I'm, I have no well, problem, like, I have, or not no problem, but like, I, I don't look at that as something that like, if it's not exactly what I'm looking for, it doesn't feel exactly right the first couple of times. Like I'm not going to like write off the relationship because of that. I think it, it gets better. The it's sex to me is like, it's um, an extension of your communication. So if your communication is really good, I feel like the sex gets better. So hmm. Sign of a good relationship, I think. For some reason, I could see just like sex, and you're like cracking up a funny joke. I always have to guys laugh. on top of you, missionary style. He's like, "Honey, the other day I heard this funny joke. You want to hear it? Oh yeah, hold on, let me come real quick. Okay, you ready for it? I've definitely cracked jokes during sex. It's not gone over well. <laughs> oh god. Please, yeah. Not about the guy, just like if something funny. If something, it's you're human. Like funny things happen. <laughs> or like, uh, what's the question? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Is, it, Is oh, everything yeah. okay? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> not now. Obviously, it's not now. You just ruin the the flavor. You just ruin the moment. Way to go. Yeah, I think from now on, women need to stop saying that. Is everything okay? Women don't understand. We have another individual that lives in our pants, rent-free. Seriously, like this this guy is the biggest son of a bitch ever. You know, he gets he gets up whenever he wants to, right? When you think about it, the penis is just like some incredible but fucking... Uh, all right, I'll just stop with that. But let me just sit back and let me rephrase that. No, I feel like every man agrees that the penis is like their little bastard stepchild. To where if he doesn't get what he wants, he's gonna throw a you know tantrum all day, and then he's like, "Fuck! All right, I got I got to release him. I got to release the, the the lion. You know, let it out, because we've got to release. Men have to. I'm sure women do that as well. But like for men, like we have to do it. It's part of our nature, and we're very visual. So a lot of women are like, oh my god, he he jerks off to porn, or he's like really into porn, like. We're not. We just have to see something to get this son of a bitch done with. Like, I can care less about porn. It's just about this guy. I just need him to be done and fulfilled, and then I can move on with my day. <laughs> I don't know if this is accurate. Maybe you can answer it for me. What I had a guy friend tell me one time that for men, sex is like pizza. Like, there's no really bad pizza. Oh. <laughs> no, I've had some bad sex before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. But again, I guess every, some guys just like the whole and just like to yeah. be done with it. But I mm-hmm. think that going back on sex, is that I learned that you're giving something of you to someone, right? Yeah. That person has done something to accomplish that trust with you. And I don't think all men or women should just give it away free and clear to anyone they see. I mean, this is something like I am putting my body inside you. Like mm-hmm. you and I have like established this trust for that hour, for that second, whatever it is. It's a beautiful connection. And I feel like a lot of people take advantage of it and just think it's just a way of getting aroused and getting off. Yeah, I agree. I it's. I think that's been one of the, the hardest things, getting... I don't want to say older, but mature, maturing and dating and knowing yourself. And um, not that I can say that I was ever like that, but it's 
it's not, and that's why like, I just can't, I can't do the apps anymore because it's just like, I'm not interested in just this fling or something for one night or, you know, a couple of times. Like I just, I want meaningful connection. So I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, that until I have it. I hope we do. <laughs> Seriously, you'd be surprised how many people that I talk to feel the same way. Yeah. They want it. They just can't find it. And I don't blame them because it's, I feel like it's not there. Well, it doesn't, if it doesn't work, like it doesn't feel like fulfilling. It doesn't feel like I did anything good. It actually feels kind of not great afterwards. If it's with somebody that hasn't, I don't know. You just, I just, it just has to have that connection for me. Or it's You're talking about like on a date? Yeah, if I'm dating somebody or, yeah, or just on a date. Going back to that woman that I talked about, the Wasp Band, mm -hmm. how she just can't seem to to escape. And I'm going to bring this back to you. Is that do you, I know that we've talked about like this, but like women need to start being independent. And they need to just latch off that those men because I feel like there's that security that they need. Right. Not, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's emotional, but maybe financial, but with you, like, how did it feel for you to be liberated knowing that you were able to cut the umbilical cord and live independently as a beautiful you know, woman who is now able to live her life without having some douchebag guy. And I'm not, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but <laughs> men are douchebags. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not, that was not easy. It wasn't an easy decision. But I think ultimately, um, I just, I remember, I remember even saying like, if at the end of the day, and I said this to him, I'm leaving knowing that I'm choosing myself. And that means that at the end of the day, it might only just be me. Like, I, I wasn't even like at that moment expecting to get into another relationship or find anybody else i truly was choosing myself and that was liberating and scary and i not easy in the sense of like having to you know we were together for we were together for 10 years so um it was it was hard to become independent but uh but i did it and it's i've worked really hard to do that. And it's not something that I would sacrifice again. And the, the person, my person will have to understand that, like, I need my independence. I want, I want that. And that doesn't mean that I don't think that there's room for two people to have a shared, um, ha to share things. Like, I think it's really important that you share things. And I think that's really maybe part of why I left is because I didn't feel like things were truly shared and in all on all levels, like emotionally, financially. Um, and, you know, to, to really have a partner, that's, I think the ultimate goal. Um, but within that, you are two individual people, and you can have your own finances, and you have to be res you're responsible for your own emotional health and, and all of those things. So do you feel like a lot of men out there don't want an independent woman? It's an interesting question because I have felt like sometimes it's intimidating for some men um, or they act like they like it. And then, um, and then they kind of back off. Um, and it's like independent in the sense that like, I don't, I want to be able to like want someone. I want someone in my life. I want to be able to depend on someone. Trust me, like life is life is not easy. Like going through like and doing things and you know, I think we've talked like I just moved and that's exhausting. Doing all that stuff on your own is exhausting. It's nice to have a partner. But, you know, I'm I've done it on my own and if I have to do it on my own, I will and I think it's like I, if it were me, I would want, I want a man that is able to take care of himself because then I know he's going to be able to take care of me and a family and everybody else. So I don't know if that makes sense. Does that answer your no, question? No, it does. No, it, it's your answer. 
I asked yeah. a question. That's your answer. So I love, no, it's great. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. I think it does for some men for sure, but no. I do appreciate independent women. I really do. Because like you said, you got to live your life. I got to live mine, but we're living it together. Like I would want the next girlfriend or next wife or whatever. Actually, <laughs> let me back up. Let me just repeat that. Only the, the next girlfriend, I should say. <laughs> I would want her to know that I have no problem at all with you going out with your girlfriends or needing to go out to dinner by yourself if you need a break. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that doesn't come down to that. But if it ever happened where she's like, I just need to just go out to dinner or you know, go out with my friends, go for it. Have a great time. And if you have a couple too many, call me. I'll come pick you up. We'll go to Del Taco or Taco Bell and get you some food. But again, I, I want... And I feel like everyone, and I mean that everyone, the people who are listening out there is give each other some independence, right? Give like each other, like little, like personal vacation away from each other because it'll help grow the relationship. But it doesn't mean that you want something else. You, you love that person. There's no question, but take a little break. There's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like people need to like be latched on because, oh, well, if he leaves or if he goes to Vegas with his buddies, he's going to go to the strip club where he's going to meet a girl. You can't do that. You just got to put your trust in them. Let them do what they want. And then when when they get back, things are going to be even better. That I can guarantee. But it just depends on how comfortable and how confident you are in that relationship. I'd say um, you... Yeah, you have to give somebody time and space. There's no way, and I know it's. it's I've, I'm sure everybody's heard this. Like, you can't make the other person your life. Like, you know, you can't. You gotta. You have to be your own person. And I can't talk to you. I can't just talk to you all the time, <laughs> every day, every week. <laughs> just talk Why to not? <laughs> Need other people in my life. Um. Yeah. I mean, I talk to my best friend every day, almost every day. Um, But, you know, like having, but like getting into a relationship and then not talking to her would feel weird. Like, I still want to keep that up. Like we, we text in the morning and we, we talk to each other for a few minutes, like before we kind of get our day started. And like, I, I enjoy that even if it's just a stupid conversation or something funny or, you know, or we just like catch up about something. It's just, it's nice to have that interaction. And, um, I think in relationships, especially in my marriage, like I definitely didn't do that, you know, so I didn't maintain those friendships and relationships the way that I should have. And now, um, I definitely wouldn't change any of that. Why is that? Because you're married and you're focused only on him. Yeah, I think I I was, you know, younger and I thought I had, there was, I thought I was, you know, I thought focusing on him and, and the relationship and, you know, putting so much of it into it. But then at some point I realized like I wasn't getting back what I was putting into it. So then I just ended up being depleted and I wasn't wasn't getting anything for that. And I wasn't maintaining myself. I wasn't maintaining my own real relationships and, and life and the things that I wanted to do, the things that make me happy. So, so what is the, what's the one thing that you would tell, excuse me, listeners who are going through or went through the same situation as you for women who are independent, who are latched on to a quote unquote toxic relationship? What advice can you give them? Um, as far as like leaving or uh, becoming independent, I think yeah, I think you're sh- you're stronger than you think you are, you know. And I think for me, there's a lot to be. I'm extremely optimistic, um, maybe to a fault sometimes, but I just believe that I could that I would have a great life. I believe that I was going to remake my life. And, and I did the, as much as it was painful and going through that and leaving 
that marriage and and my ex-husband and he is a really lovely person um uh the life that i've had between now between then and now like i and the people and friends that i've made like i couldn't i couldn't imagine a different life so um i think that there's you know there's a lot as hard as it is like it does get it does get better um and actually somebody said that to me there when i was going through my divorce they because i was like he said how are you doing and i was like i'm actually i'm doing good i'm okay and she said um that's good well it's gonna get worse and then it's gonna get really really shitty <laughs> then it'll start to get better and that's exactly what happened i thought i was okay it got bad then it got really bad and then i was fine yeah yeah that was that the same way with your ex-boyfriend um no that was a little different because i think it that relation that was the ending of that relationship caught me off guard and um i wasn't prepared for how it ended and the things that i found out about him uh so it was not only going through the breakup but trying to logic the things that you just have found out about this person with the person that you thought that you knew so you actually have to sort of i found for myself i had to sort of fall out of love with him because i was like well this doesn't match up to the person that i thought you were and i was trying to to figure that out um so it took me a little bit of time but i'm so grateful for the time that i've had in the past like um, especially even the past three years, I think it really wasn't until the pandemic happened that I feel like I started to really heal and move on. Um, so it really took me like a solid, like two or three years. I kept, I kept thinking that I was okay and I wasn't going to let it affect me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, and then I realized that I wasn't fine. Like I did, I did have walls up. It did change me. And it's, it's hard to not let heartbreak change you. It's, it's heartbreak, you know? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but like you were, you met your ex-boyfriend immediately after your ex-husband, correct? I did. Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess like, would you say it's safe to say that you really need a good amount of time to let the ink dry on one mm-hmm. ch- one end of the chapter before starting a new one. For sure. Yeah. That was definitely, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I have regrets because it is what it is, but um, sure. I should have given myself more time um, for a hundred percent. I think I would have definitely made different decisions. But I, But I think it got you where you are now. You know, I feel like there's a reason why everything happens. Oh, for sh- definitely, for sure. Um, and and even that relationship ending brought me to some places that I wouldn't have gone and met people that I, you know, it's just, it's your life. That's just like what happens. And, you know, there's no guarantees. Even if you're in the best relationship and you're happy, there's no guarantees in life for anything, for your health, for anything that can happen. So that's why like you just have to live every day and be positive and, um, you know, that's, and be thankful. Like this is my path. This is where, (laughs) you know, is where I ended up. (laughs) Like wake up every morning. Like I'm thankful for this path, but I fucking hate it at the same time. Cause yeah, that was the way I felt. Like I just woke up and I was like, all right, I'm just, Grateful that I woke up, you know, yes. I mean, just put my little Zen music, <clears throat> go outside for a walk. and But I really hated the struggle. I hated mm-hmm. the journey. Like, no one likes to, to live that journey. It's the fucking worst part of it. No, The only time terrible. you can really appreciate the journey is once you walk out of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, it's, it's when your heart is broken... It's just not an easy thing to navigate and everybody everybody has ideas about what you should do and do this and don't do that. But at the end of the day, it's grief. 
And there's no roadmap for grief. It's no. not linear. And one day you might feel a certain way. You might feel like you're 10 steps beyond it. And the next day you're you're two, te- two steps beyond it. And you just have to... Um, you just have to keep going and and also I think understand that that's now something that's a part of you. It doesn't really ever go away. Like grief and heartbreak doesn't ever really go away. You just have to learn to understand it and live with it. Yeah. And the fact that you need to also embrace humility. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, why do I have to embrace that? That sounds like pathetic, but you, you really do. You have to embrace that. And I found that out. And as much as it sucks, like I said, you just have to walk that journey. Mm-hmm. And then once you're done, then you can look back and say, yep, I've been there. Like, look at these scars. I've got a lot to prove. Now, here's here's a question for you is that when that happens, when you do meet that next guy, mm-hmm. like how much baggage is enough for you? Because we all have a set of problems, right? Like I said that right. in my profile, that we all have a set of problems. Like how much is enough for you? How much are you willing to mold into your life and say, all right, I'm, I'm willing to, to adapt and accept this? Yeah, we, you know, we talked a little bit about this and I've been thinking about it this week, especially. Um, and it's so hard to really know the answer because... I think of it this way, like you have your carry on baggage. So those that's the stuff that you see like initially in a relationship <laughs> where you're kind of like, mm, okay, you're kind of figuring out like if you want to move forward. And then you've got the checked bags. <laughs> you have no idea what is in the checked baggage until you're farther down the road and you have feelings for someone. So you have to really, you know, that's when that's when it gets challenging. It's not initial. It's like the other stuff that you figure out about someone. And not everybody... I just... At this point in my life, I don't have like this list. I don't have check boxes. There isn't... I don't have really an idea of who, the, who this person is for me. Because I feel like when I've done that before it really just leads me down the wrong road I'm just open so the baggage is the baggage I just have to I think you just have to figure out in that moment you have to weigh the situation it's just every relationship so different because if you think about it there might be the same thing in two different people and two completely different relationships like you might be willing to accept it over here but you might not be willing to accept it in this relationship. It's just like you have to look at it as a whole, I think, maybe. I always um, I always see on profile descriptions, like, drama-free and... <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite is when the guy's like, I'm easygoing. I love that. <sighs> what is that? <laughs> no. Oh, here... By the way, for the, one of these episodes, I want to have a class on how to properly write... A profile because mm-hmm. I see this from a lot of women now and that's okay but I'm saying like love to laugh <laughs> that's wonderful that's I say like I love to breathe like no shit you love to laugh well why do you want to cry I said please be funny like no not not little... you that's different okay. yeah okay how is that different because you being funny is like you want someone who's got a personality right okay Love to laugh is like, yeah, you can laugh if, if you fart by yourself or if you happen to, you know, see a funny meme on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, but if you have a guy who's like, who's got a good personality and he's got that good energy and he's making you laugh, then that's great. Right. And there's a lot of guys out there who are not funny. They're just tight asses. But anyway, that's, I, I think there's a big difference, but. I believe that you got to just get down to the real basics of what you really want. Like, mm-hmm. and don't say, please be tall because that's just, I don't know. Please be tall. Uh, make me laugh. Kill spiders what? for me. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you a question that I forgot. Sorry. You're out of questions, by the way. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> 
We'll save it for you can, next time. You can ask me anything. Go ahead. I, I honestly, I can't remember. I'll, I'll think of it, I'm sure. Okay, I'll, I'll ask you a question because mm-hmm. I actually, I, I think I told you this, but I'm just not dating anyone. I'm not dating at all because I just, I've taken a break on that. But who's who's in your lineup right now? Do you have anyone right now that you're looking at? Um, no. <laughs> I I don't. Um you know, there's like there's been a couple like in orbit, but uh nobody nobody that's landed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> bring him down to your level you know like if you if you happen to see a guy on the street uh-huh. that you are attracted to you say oh this guy's handsome he's dashing are you gonna smile at him or are you gonna like look down your phone oh i always smile for how long enough to catch their attention perfect perfect a lot of women don't do that like, you need to give us, I think I've said this a couple of times, like, men need to know that they can engage because if not, like, their dignity just falls flat on their face. If there's a woman that, like, happens to see them, I think all women need to help men out. Like, please, mm-hmm. hold our hand. Ho- hold our dick because we, we have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, I think I'm good in that situation where I need to get better is just in the beginning part of a relationship, I think I have, this is something that I've noticed in the past, I've discovered about myself maybe in the past two years. And this is where I, I didn't, where I thought like, oh, that that relationship didn't affect me. I realized I do have walls up and I maybe was not giving the green light or communicating my feelings Um. So I think that they're, you know, I, I'm just thinking back to a situation where I wish that I had said how I felt because I don't think that I gave, I don't think I gave the green light. I didn't, you know, I think that that's what he needed and I definitely didn't do it. So. And and he being who? Just someone that I dated. So, so, okay. Mm -hmm. Because you mentioned the walls up, like, what does that mean though? Like how high is, is enough and like. (laughs) Because like everyone says, like I'm putting my walls up. Then why the hell are you even dating? Because I don't, I don't. For me, I don't. I didn't realize that I had that I was being hesitant. Like I thought I was fine, yeah. And I thought like, oh, this is good. And then I didn't realize how much I was um, maybe holding back because I was afraid to get hurt. So almost like not being all into what was going on because I was just kind of holding back and waiting to see and not realizing what that does to the other person that it looks like that it really looks like hesitation. I mean, it is, but it was more like me being comfortable with myself. It didn't really have anything to do with him. It was more like, okay, I'm, I need to get comfortable with this and, and feel like, Oh, I'm safe. So I could just like breathe a little, like take a breath and I think by the time I had gotten to that point, it was a little, little late. Do you think that's something that you would inform the guy on the first date to let them know exactly why you're acting the way you are or why you're feeling the way you feel? Uh, definitely no, not on a first date. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but if you're having a good time with them, though, if you're having an, an amazing time and you're feeling that energy... But you don't, I don't feel it on the first date. It's not until like, if I have to speak to this situation in particular, it wasn't really until like, you know, a month in or more that I was like, oh crap, like I, I'm holding back here. Um, I thought I just wasn't, I wasn't aware. But now that I know that I, that I've done that. And also I did dedicate a full year to therapy. So, you know, to figure it out, because I was like, wow, this is, um, this is interesting. Did therapy help? Oh, a thousand percent. It was amazing. Yeah. 
So would you recommend that to women who are going through, like I said, similar situations? Would you say therapy is the way to go to one thing to help them? Yes, highly recommend it because um, developing that talking relationship, I think is really important because no one, even, you know, even your closest friends in your family, everybody is bringing their own opinion. Even if they have your best interests at heart, they're bringing their own opinion about you and your life and your, anything that you're talking about. And, um, you need to have someone that you can talk to that is not doing that. That is just that relationship of, um, there to help and listen. Um, but it was really, I'd say that was probably the best thing that I've done for myself. I wish I had done it sooner. I'd been to therapy. I'd been in therapy or had therapy sessions and maybe I didn't find the right therapist or I just didn't feel as comfortable, but I was very fortunate to find someone that I really connected with and was able to have the deep conversations that I needed to. Um, and I still see him sometimes. I just, I don't go every week. Like I was going every week. Sure. That's, yeah, that's important. If you feel like you really need to talk to someone, yeah, definitely seek some help. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I was first going through my first phase of the heartbreak, when I was just super emotional, like I couldn't help myself from crying. So I remember I had a, an online, no, it was a, a phone meeting with a therapist, no FaceTime because she didn't want to do FaceTime. I was like, what? So it was like, it was a phone call. And here I was, like, she's like, explain to me what's going on. I was like, oh God. So as I was explaining, I was crying. And once I told the whole entire you know story, she was like, I was like, hello. She's like, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. What did you say? Like, I felt like she wasn't engaged on the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like therapists, they need to be, you have to listen. Yeah. You, you, just shut up and listen and like, just let them absorb what they're going through, absorb the turmoil. Mm-hmm. And I take that for friends and family as well. It's like, you have to just sit back and listen. Don't put in your two cents. Just sit back and let them vent to you because that's the whole point. That's, that's the first phase of heartbreak is that people need to talk to someone because they need to let it out. Mm-hmm. Right, because if it stays bottled up, you're just going to be an emotional wreck. And I feel like you got to find the right therapist, that's for sure. <laughs> and you got to find the right friends. <laughs> I had a therapist one time who, this is a long time ago, I went to see her, I think I had like four sessions, and she would yawn in our sessions. And what, And finally I said, is this not a good time for you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like the end of her day. She was tired. You're tired. You're tired. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you want to take a nap? Should I? Should we be switching? Where you're on the couch and I'm on the chair? Like fucking a people. See, that's the. Sh- I'm sorry. That's just the shit I hate. Is like, again, like what I was saying is that when someone is pouring their heart out to you, mm-hmm. like screw you being tired and screw you like not listening. Like, yeah, you've got to like be engaged in this conversation. I think that's a. Some really, if I had to give some advice around it, I would say don't be afraid to um, screen therapists, you know, have like an initial session and don't feel like because they're the professional, like, oh, this is the person I found. I'm just going to continue with this person. This is a relationship like anything else. You have to feel comfortable, you know, see, talk to them, get a sense. If you're not feeling it, move on, find somebody else, but don't give up just like, you know kind of date until you find one that you like. Here, here's a question that I would ask the therapist if I ever went to go see another one is, have you gone through the same situation as I have? Right? Yeah. Like, were you married? Did you go through a divorce? Did you have an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend? Did you go through a heartbreak? Do you mm-hmm. have children? Like, I would find a therapist that has that's identified with what I'm currently going through and what I went through in the past. Because that's like kind of like these these guys and gals who write how to be a better lover. Oh, I'm still a virgin. Or how to go on a proper date. Oh, I've only gone out with my high school sweetheart. If you don't, if you if you can't experience it, then why the hell are you giving people advice? You know. True. True. So 
So I don't know. I, I get very passionate about that because I want someone who's been in the trenches as well. Like I want someone to feel the same thing that I felt because they can identify, they can relate to that. And if someone else is like, oh, I never had that happen to me, but tell me about that. Motherfucker, I'm not going to tell you about that. Like you don't even know. You're, yeah. I, I don't even see the battle scars. So why would I tell you? There's, I'm not going to give you the secret handshake. Like just someone that has the has the empathy. Um, I can't say that my therapist had been through any of the things that I have, but I felt like he had empathy and understanding of my feelings around the things that I went through. That's what felt important. He understood, but he did he go through a similar situation? I mean, or we never not, talked about. We don't really it. talk about what his life doesn't share his life <laughs> but but see, this kind of goes back to my point is that like if if it did happen to him maybe he would have mm-hmm. given you a, a couple pointers or some relatable topics because he went through that situation right i think he helped me tremendously but i can't maybe he did go through it i don't know yeah it just wasn't it wasn't a part of the conversation um maybe you should call him and ask him hey Let's let's reverse the rules here. Why don't you come to my office? <laughs> Tell me your life story. That would be a fun game. Anyway. I so let me ask you this is that like I know we were talking about when we've been going through different directions but going back to a person who is getting out of a bad relationship. Tell me how much time you think was going to be necessary for them to to accomplish that. Um, I can say I didn't really start feeling better until like three years later. It took me time, but I think because I had some, because I I <clears throat> went through the divorce and went from that into another relationship. I didn't really give myself time to process anything. So I really needed, I really needed probably, I probably had still some things to process from my other relationship. So, um, you know, I don't, everybody's different. I, it's hard. It's hard for me to say, but I think, I think the therapy is really important. Um, and taking some time to be introspective, and figuring out something that is some type of outlet for you, like whether it's artistic or writing or um, something that you can spend your time on that is that is not dating, that is not going out drinking, that is like something that, that you know, if you decide whatever people, whatever anybody decides, some people decide therapy is not for them. So. If, you know, if therapy is not for you or whatever, but I think finding something to do, um, that gives you some peace and some time to be introspective is really important. I love that time and therapy mm-hmm. and good friends and good friends. Good friends are important. Do you have any? Cause I don't have any. Can you- <laughs> I really like come to think of it. I really don't have, and I'm not trying to throw a pity party, but I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. Like I don't really have any friends. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why am I not going out? But it's, but you know what though? I'm I'm kind of, like I said, going back to the journey, like I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. because I didn't want to just go up to random people and just start crying to them and telling them my story. Like I did tell my family and, and certain people who I was like close with at work, but like, um, I, I do agree that if you have a good community of friends and family, definitely reach out mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. But don't keep boggling them every hour. That's why you need a therapist. <laughs> That's why I need a therapist. <laughs> a, a therapist that drinks a lot of coffee and is staying <laughs> staying up. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> let's let's uh, let's play a little a game here. Okay. We're gonna play a fun game here. That I always write these questions down, and I have one. Um, one million dollar question at the end here. Okay. Now I have to ask, do you want a little PG thirteen with a little Skinamax in there? Or do you want straight rated R and Skinamax? 
I'm gonna go for PG thirteen. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some lobs right here, some really easy okay. ones. Okay, so the lovely Eden. If you can be queen, ruler of all men, which time period would you choose from in history, and what would be the first thing that you would make them do? Hmm. Okay. I would probably, oh God, this is a tough question because I love history. So um, I'm going to go with like ancient Egypt because really like those outfits, you know, Cleopatra. Yeah. So go with that time period. And the first thing that I would make all men do or a select group of men. You control them all. Control them all. Lucky you. I have no idea. Um, hmm. I feel like I'm taking too much time. No, no you're good. So, There's no time limit. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I would. I would make them clean. <laughs> wow. Okay. I could do all the cleaning <laughs> and all the laundry. And all of the domestic chores. Don't okay. want to do any of that. I'm done doing that stuff. Okay. I had another guest answer that same question. I'm surprised it wasn't like give you sex all day long. <laughs> Foot massages. But hey. This poor Egyptian difference man. Be- difference between men and women, I think. <laughs> right. Very true. <laughs> Very true. All right. See, because when the cleaning's all done, when all that stuff's done, then we're in the mood. <laughs> I don't know. These guys may be pretty pissed off at you. There's six million <laughs> Egyptian men here who are just doing lots of laundry. I can't imagine. I think they'd be okay. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be just fine. <laughs> all right. Here we go. You're dating a guy, mm-hmm. okay, for six months, and you're now sleeping together. And you're sleeping in his bed, and in the middle of the night, he starts calling another woman's name. Are you going to, A, wake him up and ask him who this person is, B, go back to bed and just say, it was just a dream, or C, you know, pack up your shit in the middle of the night, slap him in the face, and then you're back on hinge the next day? I would wake him up. <clears throat> i go with the first option. I'm not out of there immediately, but we have to have some conversation. I mean, dreams, who knows? Dreams, but like, eh, another woman's name in your dream. Not sure. And he's got an erection too. Okay. Then we have to have a serious conversation. Okay. (laughs) I did not want to be there for coffee in the morning. That's for sure. That's going to suck. That's going to suck ass. Okay. Here we go. Oh, um, no, I don't want to ask you this one. This, all right. Would you rather fall in love at the age of twenty-one or fifty-one? Fifty-one. Why is that? Uh, because I just know myself. I'm definitely more. I'm. I. I've grown into the woman that I'm. I'm supposed to be at twenty-one. There's so many things you don't know. Sure. Good answer. Everyone answers 51, by the way. So I was hoping for something different, but it's okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I still love you. All right. If you can only kiss one guy for the rest of your life, would it be Jack Black with halitosis (laughs) or Tom Cruise with a big hairy mole on his upper lip? Jack Black. With halitosis. (laughs) Okay. I don't find Tom Cruise attractive and Jack Black is funny. But it's halitosis. Halitosis is... I mean, I'm just saying, you'd probably get used to it. It's like... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Tom Cruise is kind of a turnoff for me, so I don't know. Okay, wait, it's your answer, so... It's my answer. Okay. to it. All right. All right, now we're going to heat it up here a little bit. All right. You're, str- <laughs> you're stranded on an island, okay? Mm-hmm. No way out. 
This is it. You can only have sex with one of the three men. Ryan Gosling with mad bad herpes. Oh my God, these questions. William Styles with gonorrhea. Or Who's William Styles. Uh, he's that little kid or little boy. Um, One Direction. You mean Harry Styles? Is this by William Styles? Is it Harry Styles? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these English names: Henry, William, Hank. Is it Harry Harry Styles? Mm-hmm. It just tells you how much I listen to Harry Styles. So there you go. So <laughs> let me rephrase Ryan that: Gosling. Harry Styles with Ryan Gosling with gonorrhea. No, sorry. Uh-huh. Ryan Gosling with herpes. Uh-huh. Harry Styles with gonorrhea. Uh-huh. Or, drumroll, the okay. dashing Danny DeVito with a tripod. <laughs> now, before you answer that, uh-huh. you cannot have sex with a banana. Okay. So okay. Masturbation is out of the question. You have to have sex with these three men, one of these three, forever, on that island. What? I mean, Danny DeVito. That's. Uh, I'm gonna go Ryan Gosling. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. It is okay. Danny DeVito is by far the number one answer. By the way. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I can't get. That. Yeah, because he's so. clean and he's hung like a mule, so women just will take that. Okay. So, all right, close out question here. This is my my signature question. So it's Saturday. I want you to to gather up everything that you've gone through, and if you were able to compose your own song, your own hymn, what's going to be the name of that song, and what genre? Um, it's probably some type of alternative rock or alternative because I love Depeche Mode. So something like that. And uh, the title of the song would be, I can't make this shit up. (laughs) I love it. I can't make this shit up. I love it. Nice. Well, so good seeing you. And really can't thank you enough. I always tell my guests that anyone who comes on my show has a special place in here. So now you are a friend for life and I always want you to know that if there's anything I can do, you, you know that we're now friends. So Yes. Um, I I feel the same way. I'm, uh, I have had like such a great time talking to you. I love our conversations and um, look forward to hanging out. Absolutely. 